And we're watching too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group, hosted by your boys. I'm Pete. And I am PJ. Beat you to it this time, man. You weren't expecting you that, huh? I wasn't. That might have been the first time in in many episodes. In at least in which three or four ish. I have, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Probably. That's a bummer. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. I know it didn't feel right, but yeah. I I wanted to try it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta stuff pj you know what i mean not really no i don't understand hmm. i for one lay in bed all day in a bathrobe sure and uh tend to it sounds familiar do nothing sounds like someone i know does it hmm. old brain wilson ah uh, <laughs> you gotta love brain <laughs> that's right brain my man oh is our autocorrect not working today i think i think we're fucking up the script shit all right well, that's still kind of fun. Yep. PJ, how have you been? You know, I've been all right. Yeah. My, one of my cats went wiss- missing. I know. I heard about that, which yeah. is a scary thing down here in Anaheim because, so as those of you um, in flyover country know, the winter is a thing. Yeah. Uh, we're unaware of it here down in Hot Beach, uh, Anaheim, yeah. California. Where we feel those nice Santa Ana winds. That's right. You know, those are winds in the state of California. Mm. Did you know that? Specifically Southern California. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. That you also know, sounds familiar. I wish we... Huh. Interesting. I wish someone I wish would tell me would, that. Yeah, give us <laughs> yeah. a lesson on that. It would what. be nice if someone would tell me just that something exists and not any relevant information about it or why it's important. Yeah. yeah. Just... Yeah, pretty much. Say that it's a thing. <laughs> well, so, but but what's, prob- what's problematic about um, cats going missing down here in Southern California is that we have... Um, Disneyland traffic. Disneyland traffic. And specifically something they call the surfer's curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which affects mostly stray animals and sometimes homeless people. Um, and one time. No difference to me. A guy. Well, a guy we, we talked about on this very podcast. Dennis Wilson. Yeah. Did you know that? The surfer's curse PJ is when. Yeah. Um, and again, very common among stray mm-hmm. animals, homeless people. Yeah. Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson. <laughs> He's kind of both. Uh, yeah, when you're just running around town, don't really have a place to live, you're kind of, you know, um, you're very lost, you, you can't find your house, and um, you end up just uh, <laughs> fucking your second cousin. Yeah. Getting her pregnant. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's, and then marrying her and then getting a, um, a divorce very shortly thereafter. Yeah. And as I hear it, your cat did fall prey to the surface curse. He did. He did yeah. for sure it's fuck his second cousin. Now, so remind me, uh, and it's been a while for our listeners. That is true. Is this Andre or Big Boy that we're talking about? This is Andre 3000 we're okay. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Andre 3 Sacks. Yeah. That's what they say. Um, Andre Benjamin mm. for- I know long. we have a Beach Boys podcast, but that sounded very white, if you ask me. <laughs> me trying to say three stacks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it could have been more white. Mm. On Maybe. No. The widest podcast, yeah, out there. It's like whenever I bust out K dot, I realize that I don't think I'm allowed to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I think I just got to stick with the full names on that one. I think so. Yeah, yeah, 
You know, is there a wider podcast than ours? You know what? We did have one African-American gentleman on our podcast. Ooh, so true. We might- I'm positive there's been a podcast out there that has had zero. So I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. I mean, day to day, yes. If you go down minute by minute, I think... If you, if you think about the whole concept of podcasting right. and who it's usually for, very white. Yeah. So that in and of itself, we're digging ourselves a hole. That's true. We made it about not, not the Beatles, who anybody can get into, mm-hmm. had Billy Preston. Sure. Uh, as yeah. essentially one of their members, the ninth Beatle, they called him. Th- they, they did call him that. Mm-hmm. That's why he's a big old nine or in his throat. In other words, the fourth, fifth Beatle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that math checks out. By the way, I think so <laughs> no too. one needs to double check. No, it, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but but doing a podcast Boys on the Beach Boys is, yeah, is v- so uniquely much white. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of a wider band. Fleetwood Mac? Or do you think they hold some culture? They might be a wider cultural. Yeah. Or might hold more uh, uh, diverse clout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. But I will come back with just there's no way there's not a uh, podcast about movies hosted by two white guys that has never had a a guest of any sort of diversity on. I bet. No. Okay. Um, So the whitest podcast would be exactly what you said, but it's specifically about black and white films <laughs> either black and white films or quentin tarantino movies yeah, exactly. our old friend q yep those are mm-hmm. yeah that would because be because who better podcast. to discuss and, yeah. make, and make movies about the intricacies of uh the south racism and black culture than white people yeah exactly yeah. i and especially one that looks like a method but is not sure yeah. yeah um now some of our sharpier listeners might be thinking what peter we know your buddies with Quentin. Yeah. But you admitted as much on a previous episode that you haven't seen any of his films aside from The Breakout, Reservoir Dogs. Exactly. That little ditty Pulp Fiction. And yeah, his less familiar, apparently, I had thought at the time, his comeback movie, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. In, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, but he alerted me. He kept texting me. He, that fucking guy. Yeah. Won't leave me alone. But alerted me to the fact that he had like six movies in between those two uh that he had made that i should check out so Hmm. i'm um i've not heard of a single one yeah i'm doing i'm watching them through in uh machete order if you're familiar with that um yeah and you're watching spy kids first yeah (laughs) and it's really cool how the story comes together in sort of the world he's created when you watch them out of order like that you know it's it's quite interesting oh yeah and really um i don't maybe nobody's ever thought of doing it like that I don't know that anyone has because like, here's the deal. Okay. And this is really, this is really good actually, because yeah. um, I don't know that people have really discussed this before, but it was kind of just at this flashbulb moment. Mm-hmm. Um, As you often do. Watching uh, actually um, it was Jackie Brown. So Pulp Fiction, right? Right. Movie Quentin made. Vaguely Back familiar. in the day. Yeah. yeah. I, I remembered seeing it in the theater. Not much else. 94. Yeah, I remember um, it had the guy, oh shit, it had the guy from Get Shorty in it. That's what I remembered about it. DeVito. No, the not short one. Dennis Farina. Maybe. I don't remember the actor's name. Um, He was an interesting guy, but yeah, I just remember seeing him in Get Shorty and being like, now this is a movie I can get behind. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Gene Hackman. Maybe? I don't know who Gene Hackman is, so that kind of stumps me there. But it could be the guy I'm thinking of. 
because I obviously don't know his name, but I know his face. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of has the face of the guy from Jaws. No. Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah. He was on he was on Saturday Night Live and then opened up a greasy spoon and then Jim he, Travinta? Maybe? That's that actually sounds pretty familiar. I think that's right. But that might be my neighbor. His name oh, is Jim. Shit. What's his last name? Shit. Regardless. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Pulp fiction, movie, guy from Get Shorty. <gasps> Adele Dazim. Probably. Yeah. That really sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be it. Weird name for yeah. like this old, you know, pasty white dude. Yeah. Anyway, so um, creative parents, I hear. So that movie is filmed out of order, PJ. Like the scenes By are God. not in the order that they happen in the events of the movie. And so, and we talked Wait, about. No, sh- okay. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I just needed a moment to think about what you meant by that. But you get it, right? Because it's cool. Still, no. It's good filmmaking. Okay. Okay. But it's good filmmaking. And part of what confused me about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Mm -hmm. is that it was not like that and appeared to be in order. Mm -hmm. And so that was really odd and I had trouble following it. Um, But then part of watching his um, filmography, if you will, out of order has really given me a new appreciation for moments when you go, now who what now? Exactly. Now how'd that happen? And now where'd this person come from? It really adds a richness, I think, to to his films in yeah. a way where I didn't know they existed a week ago, but I'm a big fan now, I think. Okay. Yeah. So this I mean, just became the widest podcast is, is the answer to our question from earlier. Yeah, the widest podcast you know, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but your cat also got pregnant, um, married, divorced, and then came home, yeah. it sounds like. Well, he didn't get pregnant. He got somebody pregnant. Ooh. His second cousin. Yeah. Her so name he's is... not. <laughs> Let me... Th- Lil' Kim. <laughs> Lil' Kim? The rapper. I don't know. Oh. Uh, the rapper's... I just know he came back with a neck tattoo cat. that said Lil' Kim on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Got the tattoo and everything. Yeah. That's pretty cool. He's a classy dude. You know, if you get married and you don't get a tattoo of the other person's name, you're Do not you really even married. love them? Uh, I hear in Virginia that's actually a law that you're yeah. not married if you don't get a tattoo somewhere on your body you can't with even, the other person's you can't name. Even date. And in Mississippi, you can only get a tramp stamp. Yeah. I think, yeah. And yeah. it has to be of your cousin's name. That's true. Yeah. I agree. Well, Pete. How are you? <laughs> restart hard oh, shit hard um, restart well my cat went missing oh how have you been damn that's good because all yeah. that sucked yeah i've been good pj i've actually just been um so this is kind of interesting for mm-hmm. our um <laughs> it's another tarantino story i mean <laughs> no actually no oh, okay so i've been feeling really down lately right oh, just what? haven't been doing well peter i've been tell me why unmotivated mm-hmm I'm going to tell you why I've been unmotivated. Um, and the why is cannabis, but I've been really unmotivated. I've been gaining weight like crazy. Um, yeah, my, uh, bandmates are really mad at me. Okay. Um, and like, they're like, you're not contributing. And why are you playing a piano in the sandbox? Yeah. And why are you doing John Aykroyd and John Belushi? Dan Aykroyd. John John Belushi. Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, uh, skits. And, um, just all this sort of crap and it's just weighing 
down on me, man. Let me tell yeah. you. See, so that's why I just wear a bathrobe and lay in bed all day because then nobody asked me to do anything. Okay, I tried that. Yeah, and it didn't work. I, I spent a month it. there and I still feel like shit. So my buddy Jim, do not know his last name, yeah. down the block. I don't live in an apartment building, by the way. This, I know maybe this, some of our listeners do. So when I said neighbor, they maybe thought of an apartment neighbor, but I'm not poor. Yeah. I'm an old Come white on. guy who's lived in the same city for 50 years, so I own a home. Exactly. So This, this is the neighbor we were talking about, Jim. Yeah. Okay. I own a home, kitty corner from Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> on we all One Disneyland way. Yeah. Um, so Jim down the street at nine Disneyland way, mm-hmm. other corner. Yeah. Um, recommended that I see this guy who he said worked wonders with his wife. Hell yeah. Kim. Maybe the little Kim. Little Kim? I don't know. Okay. So, gave me this dude's number. I'm going to start seeing him, I think. Um, and it, I'm really excited. But it's just kind of weird. That can't go wrong. Because, yeah, because he has, well, just his name sounds really familiar. Because I think we've we've talked about a guy with his name on this show. It's The doctor's name is Eugene Landy. And like he said, no, it doesn't he's really familiar. innovative. No, we've talked about him. Because this is the guy Brian saw. We've talked about Tom Landry. <laughs> we've talked about a Eugene Landy. No. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Because I think that's the guy Brian saw, but he was like, this guy's really innovative. He's like this like doctor to the stars. Sorry, brain Wilson. Yeah, okay. He's this doctor to the stars, but he like agreed to see my wife for like a reduced rate. Nice. And then she like disappeared for three years, apparently. Um, he couldn't really contact her. At some point she like came home and she was wearing just like a nightdress and her like hair was all disheveled and she was dirty, like she'd been running through the forest. And was like, help, help, help. And he like brought her back she to Landy kind of and like they though. had a long yeah. laugh about it. And yeah. it was like, okay, fine. We get it. Huh? So, but anyway, but he said she came back and she was better than ever, except her voice had kind of gone a little bit, but she, you know, That'll was happen. pretty much back. Yeah. Um, you get left out in the cold enough, your voice gets weird. Yeah, Everybody exactly. Right. So, so I'm just thinking of seeing him, but it just seemed like I, I just wanted to share it on the show because it was yeah. just a crazy coincidence that this guy has the same name. That but is weird. Anyway, I'm going to start seeing him in like maybe two or three weeks. We'll see. I think that's smart. So, yeah, I'll keep you updated though. But yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Eugene yeah. Landy. He seems like a good guy. Doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's got good reviews on uh, Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> Yelp, your doctor. Yeah. yeah. Yelp, your doctor. <laughs> I did not like that noise you made. It was a Yelp. Try it again. Yelp. Nah, the first one was gross. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can't recreate genius, PJ. As we've learned every episode we've done yeah, this, that is true. <laughs> this podcast. Um, so I think we have a little bit of listener mail. We might have a little bit of listener mail. Yep. Spirit of America. All right. So listener news. Listener mail. Listener, yeah. This, or news. We don't have a listener news segment yet. Oh, shit. We could try to get one. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll work on it. Um, so, how do you pronounce that C with the little hook at the bottom? Ooh, great question. No idea. Should we look it up on YouTube? I think so. If, if we can't find it, I'm just going to um, pronounce it like a Q. Okay. Yeah. Does that work in context? Okay, here we go. It's a sedila. Une sedile. And it is but pronounced. how do you pronounce it? Yeah. Let's go with a Q. 
I have no idea. This well, is a very unhelpful. It's apparently French. Huh. Yeah. Well, Barkwa, 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 like the tweet we were taking. <laughs> with that many C's with the hooks? Um, Damn, man. That is spelled B-A-R-C-A, or B-A-R, what was that called? Cedia. Cedia A. B-A-R, Cedia A. B-A-A-A, Sardia A. Jesus Christ. They liked the tweet we were tagged in. Would you like to know the Uh-oh. tweet we were tagged in? I would. I assume it's from the official Beach Boys account. It could be. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> it could be. Oh, okay. It's the official um, Beach Boys account in Spanish. Yeah. For uh, their Latin American audience. A uh, a Twitter page by the name of La Cueva. Twi- <laughs> I'm sorry. A Twitter bitch? Twitter page. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I thought um, you were calling someone a Twitter bitch. Yeah. Well, you're, you're my little Twitter bitch. Yeah. I'm not on it, but I can still be yeah. a Twitter bitch. Um, La Cueva okay. has tagged us in probably six or seven photos. And, oh, odd. Um, just are they of the band, the Beach Boys? They are. They're just yeah. of the album covers. They and just then, don't know that. Okay. Would you like me to try to read this in Spanish? It's honestly, real quick, very flattering that Twitter thinks kindly of us enough that they started typing in the Beach Boys and we somehow at all popped yeah, up. At yeah, even a little bit. So. so this tweet says, 10 de octobre de 1966, se publica good vibrations. De los <laughs> Beach Boys, la canción es number one and USA. E-N-U-K. Cool. I could have just said U-K. E ilegera sell el tema más importante del grupo. Una de ma- las canciones referencia do e musica. <laughs> um, but they've tagged us in like six okay. of those, and awesome. I always get notifications that somebody's <laughs> retweeting something that we did, and I'm all like, hell yeah. We're like... I mean, hey, maybe we gain a listener or two. Uh, bienvenidos a... Um, I don't know how to say listeners, but um, yeah, Spanish listeners. Listeners. <laughs> okay, sure. But yeah, wel- welcome to everybody of all stars Ever. and stripes. You're all welcome here. Yeah, as you're welcome we- under the banner as long as you don't host a different Beach Boys podcast and then fuck yeah. straight off. Yeah. Oh, that brings us into the other thing of listener mail. We're not. Sure. Even, we're not even going to Beef Boys for this. No, no, we're just unclear. If anyone could send us an email at beachboysboys at gmail.com, yep. it'd be really helpful to explain how twitter.com um, blocking works. Yeah, because we're pretty positive we blocked a certain uh, Beach Boys podcast on certain. twitter.com and still received a direct message from them. So we're, we're, we're not positive how that's happening. Yes. Well, but if we could make it so that we see... Nothing, nothing from them so we can pretend they don't exist because uh-huh. that would make our lives better and honestly it might make their lives yeah. a little bit better too um that would be cool if you could let us know like how to how, do how that. yeah just yeah. if you could make a video on youtube explaining mm. it i don't want to have to read that, that would much. be really helpful yeah. or a long facebook post yeah where you have to hit see more twice <gasps> i love facebook <laughs> posts yeah me too i know i really like when people just go on for graphs and graphs and graphs yeah it's especially only... like uh, like nephews of mine yeah where they're like here's a political thought and then it just goes on for a long time i like to read them and then respond with my own long 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 yeah, yeah. facebook the number way to communicate with your nieces and nephews that's right that should twitter.com yeah. the number one way to not figure out how to block people exactly <laughs> so this podcast by the name sure. of i love that wave noise it's uh yeah you know their pot their podcast name is um uh, what's the word for it when something is against God? <laughs> sacrilegious. It's pretty sacrilegious. Blasphemous? Like for uh, blasphemous, blasphemous is is better. I think for us to utter because it's I'd directly 
antithetical to our own existence the reason, in a way that yeah. truly offends me to my core, which is probably what they're going for. It's unfortunate. Yeah. We've already talked too much about them. We have. but um, <laughs> I'd much rather wa- talk about one of the worst Beach Boys records ever made, PJ. Ooh, I think so. But we're not <laughs> done with the segment quite yet. No, no, no. Continue. Um, you know, I had a thought when you were rambling on about whatever you were talking about. Sure. Yeah, uh, whatever the fuck it was. Um, right in and let PJ know what I was talking oh, about. So the reason that we started bleeping name was mm-hmm. because we didn't want people to go over there. We wanted people oh. to just listen to this one, not go look up any facts about what we're saying, or True. go listen to any other podcast yeah. that might be similar. We are somewhat intimidated by s**t um, Yeah historical accuracy yeah uh is maybe the best way to put it which we don't we don't strive for outside of wikipedia really so no. um <laughs> i did watch a documentary about charles manson to be fair that's true um, that's true but uh this podcast name d- d- like i'm fine if you listen to on different enough podcast it's great sure uh don't listen to this podcast don't even try to guess what the name is mm. it's bad and shitty and they sent us a direct message after we blocked them, that just says boys. Hmm. So, um, another message to this podcast. Just stop. Just stop while you're... You're not even ahead right now, but stop while you're yeah. more ahead than you will be if you continue this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. PJ, can I pose to you yeah. a hypothetical? Absolutely. What if uh, at, um, Acton and Cesar... I don't remember their names. Uh, yeah, something like Whatever. That. A and Doesn't C. Doesn't matter. A and B? Fuck, I, I don't even know. Anyway, um, those two people. Madison and Brittany. What if someday we were to meet them, as hellish as that may be? That sounds like a goddamn nightmare. they looked like weird, bizarro world PJ and Pete's. Well, I would... I'm just saying, it's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> do you know something i don't know no i just okay. think it would be funny that would be funny <laughs> to meet them and be like oh shit they're closer to us than we knew maybe on is also just bizarre versions of both we're like different stages where like they they're have all a- old guys at least though you know i don't think why it's that old i think he just has but he has that beautiful salt and pepper he hair does. Mm. it is the kind of salt and pepper hair that if i had that now at age 25 i'd be happy yeah i'd be so happy he's that got that such was my great hair, hair. It's really good. I was thinking that when we were talking. The whole time. The whole yeah. time. I didn't utter yeah. a single word. I was just Did you did you did you bust in your pants over it? I busted in his pants over it. Nice. Yeah. High five. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So this week, PJ, we're actually going. We're, this is an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. We've done it, I think, once before. We're talking about the album Up Top. Ooh. And Getting up top. At the back, all the sad, sad background. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. So we're talking keeping the summer alive. A unique Beach Boys record is maybe the nicest thing I can say about unique it. Unique is a, is a good word to It is unique. Describe Even it. in their discography so far, it is. Anyway. Uh, okay. So keeping the summer alive, a.k.a. the Snow Globe album. Was released um, because of the album cover. Because of the snow globe on the album cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it, so. Do you call it that, or do other people? call oh, it Oh no, that? I think I came up with that just now. Okay, I cool. mean, like it might have been a thing on the message boards. It's been a while since I've been frequenting. But. That's true. Um, may I say, hmm. my least favorite album cover of theirs. 
It's very 80s. I mean, it's not hard to do, though. Like, they haven't... They've uh, never had a truly bad album cover. They have some boring ones, but I, I don't mean, know that any of theirs, except for the it, early 60s stuff. At this point, I think they've just given up. Um, it's actually a good question. I wonder if they ever... Had no. A, I think they've all been, at worst, just fine. Like, th- just acceptable. This one's not great. No, this one's very, very bad. Yeah. It's, um. in case anyone doesn't know, it's like a shitty, like, airbrushed... Yeah. <laughs> kind of looking uh thing of a winter landscape with the Beach Boys inside yeah. like a dome and it's all beachy inside and they're playing instruments. It's You know, I think that's cool. an allegory for how they keep so the summer alive. Oh. They keep the summer alive. Yeah, that's right. But uh, even it, when they tour through flyover country, they exactly. travel around a little snow globe of SoCal. That's true. They have to keep warm by fucking. That's right. That's what Denny thought at least. Yeah. And you know what? He did. Yeah. He did keep warm by fucking. So Keeping the Summer Alive was released on March 24th of 1980. Okay. Um, so we're in the cocaine 80s now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Given for the Beach Boys, it was also the cocaine late 60s and cocaine <laughs> 70s. It's been the cocaine yeah. Yeah, decade. Um, So CBS, after uh, the LA album being their first record for them, yeah. Uh, CBS caught on to the fact, apparently, after only one album, that Brian didn't work on the last one at all. Hey, the terms wait of their contract. a minute. How did they do that? Did they just flip the album over? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. We've been had. Yeah. Um, and forced Brian to come back. Yeah. Uh, who wrote songs with Mike Love again, as they did for MIU and uh, Light Album. Some of and the then, best music out of the Beach Boys. I know. They decided to record. It's telling that in the, like, I mean, it's just the Wikipedia descriptions. And honestly, I'm sure the same guy wrote all the Wikipedia pages for Latter Era Beach Boys albums. But still, every single time it says, Brian and Love met to write songs, which they finished quickly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It shows. You can tell. (laughs) I think they finished all, they finished four albums worth in two days. Yeah. Uh, That guy has listened to these albums and Mm -hmm. we've listened to these albums. And that's it. That might be it. I think. yeah. Yeah. Even people who bought them. Yeah. Um, do you think these are probably those albums that you find at Goodwill for forty cents that yeah. still have the plastic on them? <laughs> yeah, and then you'll you'll see it at a different record store, and you're like, "Why is this twenty dollars? Is it just because of the Beach Boys?" Yes, it, yeah. the shitty record sto- record stores. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they forced Brian back, uh, and the band decided to record at Western Studios, where they cut like today in Pet Sounds, yeah. um, to try and get Brian more comfortable um, as a producer. You know, if they wanted him to be completely comfortable, they would have recorded it in his bedroom. <laughs> well, they did do the home studio thing for all the late 60s. Yeah. And for some reason, I guess I don't know why they're not going back to that, honestly. I guess it's because at this point, the idea is that getting Brian out of the house is better. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Stop me if this sounds familiar, too. Okay. There was tension between the band because Brian Stop. wanted to record... <laughs> Because Brian wanted to record a whole album of oldies and everyone else wanted to record new songs. Uh-huh. So they made Bruce Johnston the producer again because no one wanted to deal with Brian's shit. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> CBS doesn't realize that Brian at this point, for for all of you know the stuff that's out of his control and his mental problems, like Brian just is not fit no. to be the producer of a major band. Anymore. He's not fit to be the producer or just be in it at all. Yeah. So once Bruce got on board, they got the hell out of Western and recorded <laughs> in Daryl Dragon's studio. Hell yeah. And Al's home studio in, he had a Big Sur, like a state with a barn that yeah. was a converted studio. I do love 
how much we talk about Daryl Dragon. Yeah, it's really odd. I mean, yeah. I think he got a start because he was them, originally yeah. yeah, like and I think really close friends with Denny and Carl, and then toured with them a lot, and then like he's just yeah weirdly yeah. friends with the band. Um, but you know, it's cool. It's Daryl Dragon, man. Why um, not? I mean, he's basically the boy George of the late seventies yeah. Beach Boys. Um, the album cover for Captain and Daniel's level keep us together is hilarious because they're both just holding bulldogs for no fucking reason. It's great. I think I know that one. Oh, it's good. Um, so uh, pretty much all the band members are around. Carl's back at this point. I forget how much Carl was. Oh, yeah. Is that this episode? Carl's back? No. I think Carl was technically back for the last record. Yeah, he was, but... But he hasn't really given a shit for, like... No, last and he still doesn't, really. Yeah. He he. I think he writes a couple on this record. Okay. Um. So, but Dennis didn't show up at all for this record, <laughs> um, which we'll get into a little bit at the end when we kind of go through personal lives, but yeah. both Dennis and Carl were kind of in and out of the band for the late 70s and early 80s, Yeah. and Carl was because he wanted to do solo stuff, so he removed himself a couple times. Good for him. Dennis just kept being kicked out because he was so erratic and was yeah. both a raging alcoholic and addicted to uh, coke and heroin, I yeah. think. Um, maybe well, that's not true. Do you Definitely think, a raging alcoholic, though. Do you think any of them ever quit and were like, I'm just going to be a studio musician? And then everybody was like, good luck. <laughs> I bet Denny did once, yeah. yeah. So um, the only time Denny shows up for this record was a famous story where he showed up at Al's uh, barn studio in Big Sur to record a song and got kicked out for being too Dennis. <laughs> Which is like... I know exactly. Funny what it means. if it's young Denny, and sad yeah. if it's Denny who's an alcoholic and a heroin addict. Yeah. I guess, but yeah. So um, maybe he showed up and he was just like, "Cool, you guys do that, and I'm gonna go sleep in my van." Yeah, I brought it here. Uh, one notable guest spot appearance: Joe Walsh provides the guitar solo on the opening track, "Keeping the Summer Alive," okay. the titular track. I was wondering who had done that, and then. Another kind of guest spot is that Carl at this point is hanging out with um, Randy Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. And so there are the songs that Carl writes here are written with Randy Bachman. Oh, so wow. yeah. And I think you'd think they'd be better. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, can we talk about Joe Walsh for a minute? Sure. Phenomenal guitars. I think there's no, Oh yeah. No Excellent. debating that. I fucking hate the Eagles. Sorry. Who doesn't? I fucking hate Eagles, because it's not the Eagles. That's a fun fact. <laughs> um, and also, he, his solo career, he can't sing. Um, there, not go little. watch um, a, th- a thing that came out in 2005. It's a concert called The Strat Pack, and it's it's like Ooh. the 50th anniversary of the Stratocaster. Fun. Uh, and it's a bunch of people who famously played Stratocasters, and he plays, like, three songs on it. Um, you know, just, like, his songs, like <laughs> Rocky Mountain Way or yeah. uh, that MTV one. Is that sure. Him? Yeah. Um, you know the one I'm talking about. I think I might literally only know Rocky Mountain High. Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Way. Way. Rocky okay. Mountain High is John Denver. Mm. Um, but he sounds like an old witch on it. <laughs> Go look it up. He uh, looks like an old witch, he, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he he's just... The everybody in it because I think Eric Clapton's in it. Everybody yeah. is wearing shitty jeans that they it looks like they got sure. from like Costco. Yeah, a black T-shirt 
Yeah. And white tennis shoes. They're all dressed like dads. PJ, this sounds... Um, are you aware of Crossroads Music Fest? I think it's yeah. Eric Clapton's, right? Yeah, it is Yeah, Eric music Clapton's, festival. Yeah. This just sparks some serious memories of growing up. Um, my dad and uncle were loved Eric Clapton, both of them, and loved yeah. like Joe Walsh, anyone of that ilk they were obsessed with. Um, in the younger right. era, like a Joe Bonamassa type, if you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. They would love they would love this concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I grew up watching like probably it was put on in full like four times a year between yeah. my uncle and my dad. My uncle who lived in the same town, Anaheim, California. <laughs> yeah. Um, they would just put on the like full concert DVD of Crossroads Music Fest, like whatever, two thousand seven or something, and just it watch it like over nightmare. and over and over. Like it is like parts of that are burned into my memory. Young Derek Trucks was like yeah. in one and like well, yeah it was, was but it was all was that kind of thing Almond brothers i think so yeah it was when he was like 14 or something yeah, yeah. he played with Almond brothers and but it was all that kind of drama. thing like yeah. yeah dad jeans white new balances just Always like weird balances. tight black yeah. t-shirts and joe walsh making weird faces and yeah um just sitting you, around and being like great guitar player great guitar player yeah even, shit. <laughs> even, yeah even if rocky mountain way like was a good song that i like enjoyed the first time i listened to it yeah i cannot listen to it now without hearing him on that thing and oh <laughs> i will do a very good impression of him rocky mountain way <laughs> that's how he sounds on it he sounds yeah. like oh yeah oh it's so terrible go look it up though it's sure. it's amy winehouse is on it which is a weird thing wow yeah she's she played only... a stratocaster no okay. she's just there because cool. i think they were like we have all dads we yeah, need yeah one other thing yeah yeah interesting yeah. i can't wait for eric clapton to die and for the eric clapton hologram tour to start up yeah that's really what i want to see yeah i'm i've been really digging that buddy holly roy orbison one that's coming around yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool those hologram things they need a beach boys hologram. they need a beach boys, need a beach boys hologram um now what? tell me pj yeah peter 50 bucks to see a beach boys hologram concert assumedly basically just like um oh what's the compilation album endless summer you know yeah. like assumedly it's just that album it, yeah. in full or to see the current era brian or mike brian i'd pick current era really brian. Yeah. interesting 50 bucks for any of them i guess i'd probably want to see brian just because yeah. you're right yeah. but after that by far the hologram tour i'd oh, much rather see than the mike al yeah. bruce johnston tour yeah that's essentially a cover like Mike touring right now is essentially a cover band of the Beach Boys. Well, no, it's three. Well, it's not three of the original. It's two of the original Beach Boys and one significant Who's member, the... Bruce. Bruce tours with them, doesn't he? I'm not counting him as an original member. No, I'm saying, but he's at least like a significant Beach. Like I think he counts yeah. as a Beach Boy. He was in the band. He enough. was in the band, but um, he was in the band more than any other. Fifth no, person that's fair. Or sixth. Person. I agree, but you know, I just. I mean, but I'm saying it's like him and Mike though, and and now Mike doesn't sing all of their hits. No, so it's a cover band, is what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I kind of think they just mostly sing the Mike songs. Well, that sounds and shitty. then maybe help me, Rhonda, because Al can sing lead on that one. Al doesn't tour them. What? No, Al tours with Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's why I was confused because I was wondering who the two members and then I thought Al. Yeah, I don't know. No, Al tours confused. with with Mike under. Uh, that's good no, sorry actually, Al, tour, I'm Al with uh brian. brian yeah i'm surprised al came around on that honestly i don't know uh, i mean he's a good dude asshole. but he and mike hung out like they were 
peas in a pod for all of the I 70s. I have to admit, as we he realized what a terrible person he was in the late 80s or 90s. Like, the Beach Boys for all of the 70s and it, 80s were in three camps of Mike and Al, Carl and Denny, and then Brian. Yeah, Al's, yeah, Al's touring with Mike. Or yeah. with Brian. All right. Fuck, I keep saying that. Anyway. So, Keeping the Summer Alive. Let's start with the title track. Keeping the Summer Alive. Ah, Mike, coming in hot, man. I love it. Ooh, good lyric. Ice cream weather, get the gang back together. You know what? I can hear the... This, by the way, was a Carl Randy Bachman tune. I was gonna say it's uh, well, I wasn't yeah. sure, but like it's you can tell you can hear the the BTO. Uh, yeah, but you yeah, can the also... production I feel like as well is a little. I mean, it's definitely of its time. Yeah, in a way, Bachman Turner Overdrive was too. And that guitar playing is obviously Joe Walsh. I don't know. I didn't yeah. pick it up before. Like, it sounds exactly like it. God, I hate this song. Oh, oh. It's like they use that formula for writing a hip hop song. Yeah. Let's try and get to the guitar solo real quick. And then we're done (laughs) with this fucking song. Ooh. Did I go too far? I would have thought about a minute and a half left was guitar solo time. It might it might be just might very, be early. very Eaglesy where it's like they end on a fucking one minute Maybe. guitar solo. We might have skipped it too, I don't know. I felt like it was long when I heard it. Yeah. It might have been a post second chorus. Yeah. Yeah, it was post second chorus. We'll find it, folks. We'll find it. We're going to listen to the whole song just out of order. Like, yeah. your buddy Here Quentin. It is. I actually skipped it by like 20 seconds. I think I just skipped it directly. Yeah, this is yeah. Joe Walsh all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good, no. to be fair. Like, I, I, as much as I dislike Joe Walsh, he's a great guitar player. And Lazy that's solo a shit I've ever guitar heard. Solo, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Especially by somebody who can play. Like Oh Darlin. Not Darlin. Oh Darlin. Mm-hmm. I legitimately thought they re recorded Darlin yeah. and then was Oh, no, okay. Guess not. You know what's weird? There's this is a, a Brian and Mike and then sung by Carl. There's a better band that has a song with the same name. True. With a better song. Yeah. Uh Oh, you mean the nineteen sixty seven Beach Boys? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Boo. The production isn't at least super 80s. It's a little schlocky. And then it gets like schlocky, I guess. The song yeah, this song, this is, is the entire song. This sounds like a love theme. Some of your love. Oh, hell yeah. Who's that saxophone player, baby? Some session guy. I actually kind of don't, I mean, I don't like the sax, but I like the beat coming in here, like... 
every 80s, not a terrible start to a song. Every album from the 80s has a goofy 80s sex from like yeah. that. And then like, this start is not bad, actually. Like, this is kind of solid. It's not, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then, and then Mike's that. singing about a little acrobat, but like, it's not bad. I don't like honestly. it. Honestly, it sounds like their early stuff that I don't like. I mean, yeah, it does, but it doesn't sound like their early but stuff. But it's that. definitely better than their late stuff, like "Oh, Darling," <laughs> or even "Keeping the Summer Alive." Like, I like this. I, I don't hate this song. Okay, I feel like we've used this metric before. But if this came on at the grocery store, I would actually be jamming out, like looking for produce. But I would not be if, like, "Oh, Darling" came on. You know. But I don't. I probably wouldn't turn this song on. But it's a good song if it comes on the radio or something. I think if it came on in a movie, I would be like, yeah. weird choice. Huh? Well, yeah. I like this part, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the bridge is good. And that's about it, I think. And then, like, the beat breakdown. Like, it's, it's not bad. It honestly is not bad. I'm not into it. And the harmonies are good, as much as they're kind of the whatever. Are good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Living with a heartache. This is another Carl and Randy Bachman. It's so funny. You're this is that with such Randy a um, such an '80s sounding song. It, it is. Like it's it is the definition of like a soft rock adult hit of the '80s. You know, you know <laughs> like the band holy of shit, America. Yeah, they had albums in in the '80s that sound exactly like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Bruce was very much a producer of his moment for sure. Yeah. Like, he just looked at what everyone else was doing. Yeah. That seems to be their kind of M.O. now. Yeah. yeah. I really, really don't like this song. No, it's It was bad. stuck in my head for, like, four days after I listened to this record for the first time, though, in a way where I was like, maybe it's good, and then listened to it again. And this song would be fine, I feel like, without all the production. Like, if it was just, like, a... I don't know, like, because I like Carl's voice a lot, and so if the production was just not so schlocky in '80s, I think there's a world in which I like this song, but not this version of it for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not crazy about it, dog. All right, here's the one oldies uh, cover that Brian got on here. School day, ring ring goes the bell. Chuck Berry. It's cool that they uh, think that covering Chuck Berry is still a good idea. Yeah, right. This is an Al lead. I think maybe his only one on the album. Why would Brian not just do it? If that's his... That's so bad. Because Al has a better voice than Brian at this point, probably. Like, Al has a good voice. It's actually disappointing Al doesn't sing more in this era, because it might redeem some songs for me. You know who has a better voice? Brian? Chuck Berry. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, this is very bad, and it does not get better. No. Okay, going on. Another highlight for me? I like legitimately like this part. I did not like this song. It's like... (laughs) This could be taken as a compliment or an insult, but it's like Queen Light a little bit. It's like a cover band of Queen. Yeah. Queen Light. Yeah. Like, it's very, very much soft rock queen, but I don't, I really don't hate this song either. I did not like it. Um, 
The only bad part of it is when they do the key change and there's a guitar or a saxophone solo that wails in. No, like if that, I thought that part was hilarious and I love. I mean, it. it's hilarious, but it like turns this song definitely bad. Where it's pretty good for the first like two minutes. That drummer is it? Den- Denny's not on the no. drums. Um, yeah, it's all session. He's like Carl here is good. I don't mind this. Ooh, no, I like that buildup. Yeah. The the drummer is not good. No. I think Denny would have done a better job. It's very flat. Like he doesn't. He yeah. can't groove. It sounds like he's like playing on an electric drum set to some degree. He, it's like he's he he never he always plays the same thing with both hands. Yeah. It's right. like very flat. It's not good. I think it's maybe just the way it's recorded. Honestly, I feel like it's just super studio drums. Like compressed '80s drums. No, he, he has like too tight of a hand or something. I think. Maybe. It's, it's he's not a good drummer. Yeah. Okay, I really like this part though. Like the backing vocals. And then they're gonna. Yeah. So and then the saxophone solo ruins it. There's so much goodwill built up for the first time. In this whole album. It sounds like I'm watching uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like, there's a full two minutes of good music, and then they fucking ruin it. <laughs> and, like, it's still good after that, though. I don't know. I I legitimately like going on, except for the sax solo. It was 1980, though. You yeah. can't not put a sax yeah. solo on a song. It's unfortunate. It's ruined many a good 80s song. If the if the verses were different, I like, I'd like it. Yeah. Because I, like I like this part. There's some solid stuff here. This is... I gotta say, I didn't like that song, but it's probably the best one on the record. Yeah, I think I agree. Sunshine. This is a Brian and Mike. I do like that guitar noise. Okay, solid maybe. This is like starting okay. Is that a little... Wait, do I hear... I hope I don't hear... Oh no! Oh. Oh God. What do you? What is it, Pete? TJ, I think I might hear. I think I might hear some steel drums in the background. And if the Beach Boys are using steel drums, you know it's coming soon. Ooh. Sounds like it back there, doesn't it? It does. I hope it's not though. It could just be something else lost in the production, maybe. You know, it might just be kind of muddied up. Yeah, I don't know. It's don't hard know. to tell. This is not terrible. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but it's not awful. I mean, Mike's singing lead. Unfortunately, I would never. Oh God. Oh, oh fuck. I did hear what I thought I heard. And also, the worst fucking steel drumming. It's like they're at a resort, and someone's like, hey, who wants to get up and play the steel drums? And Mike's like, I'll do it, drunk. It's like a drunk guy. And goes guy. up and does yeah. it, yeah. It's like a drunk drunk guy comes up to a street performer while yeah. he's doing something hey, else. Hey, can I try, it, man? Can I try it? Doesn't yeah. even ask him. Just <laughs> goes up and does it. Uh, shit. That's a shit song. When Girls Get Together. Ugh. This is a Brian and Mike. Oh, what I want to say about I that last I think we might hear Brian's voice on this one, but anyway, go ahead. It was bad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, terrible. A little bit of foreshadowing in that song. <laughs> I 
Can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. From now on, just one hit, one more hit for the Beach Boys, and that's it? As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. This is so boring. Yeah. It has no redeeming qualities. This was somehow... I couldn't believe what I was reading, named as an album highlight by the Rolling Stone reviewer. <laughs> they were like, that's actually a pretty cool song. No. I think... All right. Santa Anna wins. Ooh. Here in Southern California, there's a weather condition known as the Santa Anna winds. Fire wind. I love and that. And that's fucking it. He oh, my God. Doesn't explain it. Doesn't no. say why he's telling you that. Doesn't say why it's important to the song. Uh, he just says that it exists. That is the most half-assed, coked up, like, hey, we uh, we did a spoken word thing earlier and it worked, right? Let's yeah. do it again. Cool. Do people know the Santa Ana wins? However, kind of a good song. No. Except for that part? No, I disagree. All right. Maybe this part's good. Once again, this just sounds like shitty America. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good point. I can't argue with you there at all. But maybe less shitty Beach Boys? Comparatively, I'd rather listen to nine of these than Sunshine again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I think just the acoustic Wait, guitar is like blowing my mind. It's a 12-string for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Um, maybe if they added steel drums to the song, it'd like huh. kick it up a notch. It might. Yeah. It would at least make it funkier. Yeah. All right. All right. Endless Harmony. Is this the last one? Yeah. This, strangely enough, was a Bruce Johnston song from when he was in the band in like the early 70s. Yeah. And somehow hung on to it this long huh. and threw it on the end of this record. I really like this Bells part. It's pretty good. And the little Moog yeah. note there. It's nice. It's a nice intro. It is. And then you get to the song part. Yeah, and you get about 20 seconds in. Yeah. I feel like curtains should open now. That seems right. And curtains do open. And it sh- oh, wait, not Ocean yet. Lovers and it's shitty, yeah. <laughs> who like to harmonize. Fuck. I immediately turned this song off like the first four or five times I listened to the record They're right when Bruce started singing because I just yeah. went, nope, no, 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 no. And then I had to read about the record first and read that this was like a weird autobiographical song about the Beach Boys for me to actually listen to the whole thing. And it's so much worse than I ever would have thought it was. It's so boring. Here's the thing. I feel like I say songs are boring a lot and people are like, this oh, he just doesn't so like slow bad. music. I love slow music, yeah. but most of it's interesting. Yeah. This has nothing interesting. It's just boring. This sounds like a really, 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 really bad Sufjan Stevens song. No, it's so much worse than that. <laughs> yeah, and I love Sufjan. And I, and I hate a lot of Sufjan Stevens, no. and I think this is so much worse than that. I, I like Sufjan. Ah, uh, the mid-60s screaming. All right. Fuck. Fuck PJ, can off. we agree it's a 1 out of 10? I think we can both agree it's 1 out of 10. It's I easily do, a 1 out of 10. Actually, you know what? It might get a 2 from me because the concept is really good where... Close your eyes for a second, Peter. Just close them. You know, everybody comes in the studio, except for Dennis, apparently. Okay. Then they're like, what are we going to do on this album? Like, what could we possibly do? 
Yeah. And then a coked up Brian goes, let's take the worst <laughs> song on the last album and make a whole album of it. True. Um, and that is how this album was made. Fun fact. That, I think that's true. Um, this is a garbage stink album. It is it's, so bad. Am I? Okay. So this is something it's I was want. thinking about on my way over to record with you. Am I being too nice to the late 70s, early 80s Beach Boys? Because I realized, like, listening to Keeping yeah. the Summer Alive, it is objectively a terrible album, it's, right? Yeah. But I, like, am so in a mode now of, like, looking for the good in the Beach Boys. I am Where not it's like, that. I know, and I know you're not. But, like, it's like, am, is it a one out of ten album? Because I kind of want to give it a two just because I, I like, legitimately like a couple songs it's on one. here. It's a one dog. But then I went back and it's like, I think MIU was not quite as terrible, although it was definitely bad. It was bad. LA, I think, was legitimately very bad. Yeah. But I think I gave LA like a three in a way where it's like- This was worse than those, though. This was way worse, I think. I don't. I actually don't know if I do think this is worse than LA album. I think I, it's about as bad. I think like it has worse. two decent songs and that's it. And decent in a way where if I never hear them again, I'm probably fine. You I know, I don't think this had any decent songs even. Yeah, it did. All right, I well, didn't. I'll give it. I'll give it a two, but just to be insane. I'm giving it a one, and I think someone should. Someone, someone out there should defend yeah. keeping the summer alive, and it's going to be me giving it a two out of ten score instead of a one. There out are of plenty 10. of other fifty year old men who uh, mm-hmm. probably love this album. Probably, it, 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 because the Beach Boys were coming out when they were kids, and they like had to defend everything they were doing. It's like a fan of Mumford yeah. and Sons now, I think. Probably. It's like, oh, yeah. no, that la- it was so good, It's though. good, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's keeping the summer alive, PJ. That was keeping the summer alive. We're going to get to the Beach Boys' personal lives and post keeping the summer alive. I think uh, when does the next album come out? What year? 1985. Ooh, okay. Big so we're going to get into in it. Yeah, we're going to get into it after this break. And welcome back. Okay, so we're jumping into Beach Boys, old news, really. Yeah. And all centered around the Wilson brothers. There's a lot of big stuff happening with... Big, big stuff. The Wilson bros these days. So we're going to go through brother by brother, um, and it's going to... It might get a little... um, wonky in terms of like the timelines just because we're moving back and forth yeah. but um can don't we just worry your pretty yeah. little heads about it I just th- enjoy the ride i think at this time we can just assume alan mike are off transcendental meditating no so really the beach boys are just still touring okay. like basically as so much as busy. they can yeah okay um they're keeping busy for the most part and it's so yeah mostly mike and al touring brian yeah. carl denny going in and out and then, obviously, a full complement of, like, touring band people. Right. Um, okay. So, Carl, let's start with him. So, Carl, in the late 70s, decided to go solo. Yeah. 
and cut a record called Carl Wilson with a very is it good? Very sexy album cover. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up for you here. It's just like Carl I I know I'm like a real dork about, you know, the seventies being cool and stuff, but Carl legitimately looks like just such a fucking badass. Like if this was a poster this should have been a poster on my wall in college. Oh hell yeah. It's like Carl black and white in a pea coat with this big beard and long hair and it's I, just it's I, beautiful. He honestly, it's so Father John Misty, I can't believe no one's accused Father John Misty of stealing Carl's look yet. Yeah. Like it, it's that kind of sexy. If you were chubbier, you would look like how he looks on that album God, cover. I need to gain some weight because Carl yeah. is a beautiful man. Yeah. Okay. So recorded a solo record. Yeah. Um mostly of songs written by his manager's wife, who is apparently a uh, songwriter. That's very funny. Um, he had a single named Heaven that did pretty well. We can play a little bit of that if we want. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see. It was like a decent, you know, adult alternative kind of hit Yeah. for the time. My guess is that Carl would play it safe with songs like recorded. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, adult alternative of the time. It's <laughs> like I'm sailing that bass is crazy mixed. Like, yeah. It's mixed really loud. Every time I see your this is almost exactly what I would expect of a Carl Wilson solo song. Yeah. It sounds kind of denny It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's better than any song in that fucking album. Yeah. We'll wait till we get to the chorus before we totally move on. Okay. Heaven's the place for me to go. I, I wouldn't if if this was on a Beach Boys album, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd no, be like, yeah. that's a Beach Boys song. Okay, I see what he's going for. Yeah, you know, you get it. Yeah. Um, and then toured by himself a little bit. Would you like to hear a set list from Carl Wilson in 1983? Peter, I'd love nothing more. Okay. I assume all of the songs that we don't recognize are Carl Wilson solo songs. I did not do enough research to actually know the names of all the Carl Wilson solo or songs. Or a weird cover. So he opens with Tour of Tell. Well, Set List Off FM tells you if it's a cover. Okay. So I'm saying all the non-covers, I'm assuming, are yeah. stuff off of solo records. Tour of Tell. Second song up, Darlin' from the okay. Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah. And then What Are You Gonna Do About Me? I don't know. Young Blood, a coaster's cover, which is an interesting song to cover in '83. Man, that's really yeah. odd to me. Especially if it's just Carl. Darlin' is a good second song. Yeah, yeah. And then "Giving You Up," more, more can I say? Carl songs, and then "Long Promised Road," great Beach Boys song to throw in there. Yeah, not one bad. of my very not favorite bad. Carl songs. And then "Heaven," what you do to me, treat her or treat me right, Pat Benatar. Okay, interestingly enough, yeah. I'm not dreaming. Another Pat Benatar. Uh, and then hold Wait, me the right, right lane, yeah. Two, and uh-huh. then rocking all over the world, a John Fogerty cover. So <laughs> I know the song. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a weird, uh, a weird set list Very from weird Carl. Set list. Um, I'm surprised, like God only knows or something wasn't on there because yeah. he's saying that. Yeah, uh-huh. you'd think he would do. I mean, he was probably trying to distance himself a little bit, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, the the songs he did choose from the Beach Boys aren't like mega Beach Boys hits. No, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so he had a follow-up, a solo record in 83. So, let me stop. Yeah, go ahead. Imagine if you went to a Dennis Wilson concert <laughs> now, or not now. A Carl, you mean? Sorry, a Carl yeah. concert. And you, like, you know, all the songs are happening. They're all they're all good and dandy. 
But then mm-hmm. he just busts out, God only knows. Would you not uh-huh. lose your fucking mind? Yeah, it'd be incredible. Yeah, it'd be amazing. To be fair, that was the only set list I could find from this era. Set yeah. list FM was really spotty. Right. So maybe he did play it more often, but that yeah. was just the only one I could track down. So that would be if anyone out there knows that he played it a bunch, you know. Yeah. Um that would be an amazing moment at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. So he had his follow-up solo album out in 83, but in 82 had come back to the Beach Boys somewhat full-time Okay. on the condition that they refrain, refrain from playing Las Vegas-type engagements. Cool. And that they change up their touring schedule. Um, that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They still played really shitty Las Vegas-type engagements. I imagine at this point it's just county fairs and Las Vegas-type um, engagements. Yeah. And then, for some reason, the band, the Beach Boys uh, touring band, would keep playing Rockin' All Over the World for some reason in tour, on huh. tour through the 80s. And then they also kept Heaven in the rotation, because it was a pretty decent new hit for Carl. Yeah. And apparently, after Denny died, they would play that like in honor of Denny for some reason, which, if you're thinking Denny went to Heaven. Come no, on. yeah, think twice. All right. Philanderer. So that's what Carl is up to. Okay. Uh, Brian. Carl's not doing bad. So, let's see. In around 82, I believe, the Beach Boys kicked Brian out of the band. Okay. Due to his unreliability and addiction issues. Okay, normal. Wait, he has those? Yeah, right. Um, So, apparently, they took him to Hawaii, isolated him from all of his family members. Cool. And, or like, friends or whatever. Do you think he sang a little song about it? Hawaii! (laughs) They forced him to go on a diet and told him he needed to see Landy again. Yeah. So he really, really, really didn't want to, apparently, um, saying that he didn't like Eugene Landy and that Landy cost an insane amount of money. Apparently, yeah. when he first had him, like in 76 or whatever, he was charging him $20,000 a month in a 1970s dollars. Yeah. That's like a million dollars a month yeah. now. So Brian said he would see a doctor. He was willing to do it, just not Landy. Yeah. Um. And then Mike, Carl, and Al said the only way they would give him his tour money from 1982. Oh, yeah. So it would have been post-82. Yeah. The only way they'd give him his tour money was if he saw Landy. Oh. So it's all their fault. Yeah. Um, he said he'd see a doctor, just not Landy. I they know. Been and like, they forced him to do cool. Landy. So Landy came in and, you know, you remember last time in the 70s, he was not great, but not yeah. awful. You know, like he still, whatever, saw his bandmates, still mm-hmm. whatever, had some control over his life to some degree. Right. Um, but this is when Landy came in to start the 24 hour, like live in therapy thing. Yeah. Um, so here's a like little quote from Landy about the goal is to totally disrupt the privacy of the patient's life, gaining complete control over every aspect of their physical, personal, social, and sexual environments, which is the creepiest sounding thing. Yeah. If he had just ever said, not said sexual, it would (laughs) have been way more normal. So, um, Thanks a lot, Mike, Carl, and Al. You guys, you did it. I guess I'm not so mad at Carl, and I'm not so mad at Al anymore since apparently Al's hanging out with Brian, but fuck you, Mike. Yeah, that's so shitty. Like, yeah, the the fact that he protested Landy and said he would see a different doctor is like, why the hell didn't you just find a different doctor? At this time, supposedly knew Landy the best and was like, no, I do not want to go with Landy. And at this time as well, like, it's not like they were... I mean, obviously, Landy costs a lot of money, but yeah. it's like they were world famous musicians. Like, there's other doctors who will help you yeah. out. You don't have to go to the guy who is actively taking advantage of your yeah. <laughs> brother and bandmate. <laughs> it's wild, man. 
So now we're on to Denny, All right. who has the longest section of this, as you can guess. That does not surprise me. So we're starting a little earlier before this record. Yeah. So as of 77, Denny did an interview with Rolling Stone to promote his solo record, Pacific Ocean Blue. Uh-huh. Uh, he told them he'd officially left the Beach Boys, uh, but he was apparently back in the group by the end of the year. Um, this is a quote though from that interview. I feel like back in the back in the group has to be in quotes anytime he says it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he said, Denny said, they keep telling me I have a solo album now, like I should go off in a corner and leave the Beach Boys to them. The album really bothers them. They don't like to admit it's doing well, so they never acknowledge it in interviews. Huh. Which is kind of interesting. He's maybe, I mean, he's probably kind of right. Like the Beach yeah. Boys up to this point had not really opened the door to solo albums at all. I mean, and so like I could like see them be a being Mike thing too. dickheads. I, yeah. I bet it was mostly yeah. Mike, but because Brian didn't give a shit, Carl I could see them being being jerks about it. Um, also, you know, Denny, I I love you, man, but I don't think Pacific Ocean Blue did all that well. <laughs> did it not? I, I mean, know. it did fine, but like '77 is like uh, probably better than the albums that the Beach Boys. I wonder out, how Pacific Ocean Blue did in comparison to Love You. That's a really good question. That's what we should look up. Yeah. How many? Because Love You didn't did do sell? super great, right? No. Yeah. But like you know, fifteen big ones did, and that came out the year before. Yeah. So. All right. Let's see. How many copies did it sell? Over two hundred thousand copies for Pacific Ocean Blue. All right. Which is more. categorized as not well by Wikipedia. Not to. It's more than I've sold. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um. But the Beach Boys Love You did not. I, I can't find a number on it, but yeah. there's no way it was at least that much better than Pacific Ocean Blue. It I had to like. be akin or worse, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So a lot of this next stuff is pulled from the book Heroes and Villains. Okay. Um, yeah. Just kind of uh, not like word for word, but info from that. So, okay. So from Great 78. Great Beach Boys book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. From 78 to 1980, uh, Denny was in a relationship with Christine McVie, as yeah. we know. Which is awesome. Yeah. He moved in with Wait, her. Have we talked about that on the podcast? I thought we had. I don't I know guess. if we have. Maybe not. Okay. He was in a relationship with Christine McVie. Of? He was the of Fleetwood Mac. Of Fleetwood Mac. So he would have been the subject of a lot of Tusk songs, right? You would have to Isn't imagine. That, didn't Tusk come out in 80 or no? Am I way off there? Um, Yeah. No, it came out around then. You might be right. 80. Because Rumors was 77. Rumors was 77, yeah. Yeah. Tusk was 79. So he might have been. I mean, he was. Could have been, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. So he moved in with her during that time and apparently borrowed an estimated 100 grand in cash and cocaine. <laughs> so it's like the Manson family to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, in 1979, he was kicked out of the Beach Boys again. Yep. After he got in a fight with Mike on stage when he was drunk <gasps> and on lewds. Awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. the most 70s thing I've yeah. ever heard in my life. So apparently he like went home after that show and they sent him a telegram to tell him he Ooh. was kicked out of the band, which is also the so, most 70s I'm sorry. thing. Yeah, I've that ever is the most 70s life. thing I've ever heard in my life. The Beach Boys were the only ones using Western Union anymore in 79. Yeah. Um so in the early 80s after Dennis and Christine McVie broke up, he apparently moved in with Brian and at one point Good move. got yeah. Brian in like one go to drop 15 grand on cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, of course he because, did. And this is also when the cocaine sessions happened. Yeah. When he and Brian were just going crazy living yeah. together. Um, And 
there's some quote from the book, I forget who it was from, but that Brian would snort five or six grand in a half an hour. And they'd have to put their hands in his mouth to stop him swallowing his tongue. Wow. Yeah. Cocaine's a fun drug. Yeah. (laughs) So at some point, this is a little bit of a weird story, and I'm a little unclear on all of it. But at at some point, Brian, like, complained that Denny was living with him and, like, Uh making him buy cocaine and stuff, which... Well, shut the fuck up, Brian. So at some point, Brian's former bodyguard, like, got a call from Brian who was complaining... And so, like, this guy, Stan Love, and Rocky Pamploni, who is also, I think, a former Beach Boys bodyguard. That name sounds really familiar, at least. Is is just Stan Love have any relation to Mike Love? I don't think so, no. Um, So they, like, were just driving around Hollywood and apparently were like, hey, we're near Dennis's house. We should go say hi to Dennis. So they, like, pulled up, and it's a really weird story because they, like, apparently, like, hung out in his driveway for a while just, like, watching him through the window. He's, like, having a party. Yeah. And then, like, Denny left at some point to go to the liquor store. So they, like, followed him to the liquor store, like, said hi to him inside, and then he's just like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? And then went back to his house, and they, like, followed him back to his house and then, like, busted into his house and beat the ever-loving shit out of him. Like, talked about, like, they threw him through a window. They, like, smashed his head into the wall a bunch. Like, a bunch of crazy shit. Um, Just because Brian was like, yeah, this is making me buy cocaine. Yeah, it was a little unclear. Like, one thing, one account said that, like, Brian asked them to, like, but then, yeah. yeah, but then this book, which I trust a little bit more, like, it wasn't that, but it was really unclear what their motivation was to some degree. Huh. So, but, so Denny filed charges against them and they got uh, a probation six months probation and restraining orders against him so but just craziness um that is crazy so then denny back in the band yeah (laughs) by now by 81 um he is really just out of control um he moved in with his daughter in venice beach for a while which is fun how old is his daughter uh unclear i think in her teens i mean she's living alone but you know that seems strange. Uh, like late teens. So okay. moved in with his daughter. Uh, through this, somehow met uh, Sean Love. Or Sean, whatever her last name is. Mike Love's daughter. Daughter, yeah. Is it Love or is it... Because she's like his illegitimate child, technically, right? Like so it was from an I affair mean, or something? It could be either Love if they went with... If yeah, they knew I forget. Was, yeah. But met her when she was 16, by the way. Cool. So we should all know. Super cool move, Danny. Yeah. And Denny's like the youngest Beach Boy, but I think he's still 35 or 37 yeah, or something. He, yeah, He's like almost 40 by the time I mean, he dies. anything over 18 is not yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he meets Sean and apparently like goes around and around with her a little bit being like, yeah, but like, who are you actually related to? And then figures yeah. out it's Mike, but doesn't care apparently. Yeah. Holy shit. So at, so, this point, so at this point, he is dating Mike Love's daughter and his second cousin while he's touring with the group, which I honestly can't even imagine. Like, because they must have known, right? You would have to think. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. So they would tour with bodyguards for Dennis. Yeah. Um, Sean Love. Whose whole name. job it was to... Okay. Thank you. Whose whole job it was to keep Denny from drinking before concerts. Huh. Um, you know, and like, yeah, anyway. Um, they, and then he and Sean got married in 1983 because he knocked her up, right? Yeah. Yes. 
and then they like but they divorced really soon after and apparently like just fought constant i mean he was an alcoholic like of course do you think do you think that denny just kind of forgot that him and mike were cousins maybe it's possible they'd just been like you know at odds for so long yeah yeah that's so fucked up yeah so at some point in 1983 the band gave him an ultimatum which was that he either had to like go to rehab and kick his addictions or, or stop go touring. surfing alone. <laughs> yeah. Or stop touring totally with them. So he stopped touring and at this point really went off the deep end. Yeah. He essentially became homeless um, and was like living on his buddy's yacht when cool. he eventually died, which the story is he was staying on his buddy's yacht, which was parked at the same pier um, that his own yacht used to be parked on before, yeah. I don't know, he sold or wrecked it, I assume. Um, <laughs> yeah, or just forgot where it was. Yeah. So he was, you know, like totally drunk and high and coked up at like 11 a.m. one day on this really mm-hmm. cold day. Um, but and here in California, cold to us is 85. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Um, well, the, yeah, but like the ocean at least was, was uh, very cold, even though it was beautiful, sunshiny weather. Yeah. Of course. Um, so he was like hanging out on the yacht and was like, holy shit, we're right next to where my yacht was. I like threw a bunch of my stuff off my yacht before I sold it. I'll bet ah. it's still down there. Yeah. And so he like kept diving under the pier to find his stuff and like would find stuff, like would come back up with like, this is like a picture in a frame of like is, me and my ex-wife or whatever. That is the most, it's always sunny in Philadelphia yeah. thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. It's always sunny in Denny land Southern California um so he kept doing that and then like eventually just didn't come up and they called the you know coast guard or authorities or whatever and they trawled for his body and found him like three hours later cool fun yeah so yeah so that's there's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding that as well if I'm not mistaken is that true I I did not run across it there's an untold or an unsolved mysteries on it I think Mm. yeah interesting is it always a conspiracy theory if people are on that much cocaine? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. I feel like most of the time they come to the conclusion, oh, he was high on cocaine and went swimming. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It like, seems like a decent. It's like that eating thing, like, you know, wait 45 minutes or you got cramps. Yeah. If you do coke and then start diving, you'll yeah. likely just die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like the John Bonham. If you yeah. chug an entire bottle of vodka and then fall asleep on your back, when you start vomiting, you, you might, might choke die. on it. This yeah. is our new uh, blue-collar comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a dead rock star if. Um, so in 84, Rolling Stone did this long like retrospective on Denny's life, and uh, like half the article was about his like final days and yeah. death and stuff. Um, so they outlined this press conference that the beach boys held on january 9th 1984 uh, about a couple weeks after denny died yeah in late uh, 83 obviously um so carl said that the beach boys weren't disbanding they're just postponing currently scheduled tour dates while they mourned yeah um it says what at least one member thinks the band will be stronger (laughs) (laughs) hmm Let's take guesses who. All right. I want to say it on three. Okay. Two, one. Two, one. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. 
Bruce Mike Johnson. Love. Oh, oh, Mike. Of course, no, Mike. No, it's Mike, of course. <laughs> yeah. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, is what Mike said in this fucking press conference about his cousin dying. My, well, Mike was probably pissed at him because he fucked his daughter. And well, true. Now he has to have weird mutated grandchildren. Yeah. So, um, so at this point in the if, Rolling Stone article, they if like you're Denny and oh, uh, Sean loves kid, and you're listening to this. I'm sorry, I don't know if you're mutated, but it's <laughs> your parents are gross, dog. Yeah, they are gross. Anyway, um. So for some reason they go into their ages, which is kind of good. We can get an age yeah. update real quick. Hell yeah! Mike Love, forty-three years old. Brian Wilson, forty-one. Al is thirty-nine. Carl's thirty-seven. Bruce forty. Um, which means Denny would have been thirty-five, I think. Oh, right? Yeah. Wasn't he two years younger than Carl, or I maybe one year? Thirty-six. Yeah, regardless. somewhere in there. Um. So it's said. Uh, okay, so this is like, um. They reported that Keeping the Summer Alive sold fewer than 200,000 copies. Um, and Man. apparently Mike Love filed for bankruptcy in 1983. Cool. So the Rolling Stone article is outlining that like they don't really um, have any choice but to keep touring. Yeah. Even though Denny died. Um, and so the article ends with a nice sick burn where it's, to no one's great surprise, the Beach Boys were performing at Harrah's, a casino in Lake Tahoe, a little over a month after <laughs> that press conference. Who wrote that article? Because they're my favorite journalist now. Yeah, um, it's pretty great. Um, man, what a really, really unfortunate name for an album right before Denny died. Yeah, right. And what an unfortunate name for a solo album for Denny. Yeah. He will. Yeah. It's... Um, Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's pretty rough, but... Yeah. So at this point, the Beach Boys. Do you think when you know somebody who's that off the deep end? Pardon the pun. Yep. <laughs> um, do you think they, at that point, they're just like figured? Yeah, like that makes know, man. perfect sense. You mean that he died? I'm yeah, confused. like oh, all yeah. of the family were just like, yeah, that. Were anybody in the Beach Boys was like, yeah, okay, I get it. That is not. Surprising. I feel like the Beach Boys were probably. Well, maybe Mike excluded. We're probably pretty upset about sad, it. But, but like, I mean, maybe I don't know. Hopefully, they wouldn't be quite as cavalier about it. But seventies yeah. are kind of. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of people died. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Kevin Love. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of people died from just being alcoholics and drug addicts in this era. So. Maybe to some degree. Yeah, Bonham died, what, yeah, three years 80, before 80? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so at this point, the Beach Boys don't really seem to know who they are anymore. Like, they're yeah. still touring a bunch and just kind of doing hits and oldies. You know, none of their new records are doing well at all, even though right. they seem to be trying, honestly. Like, even though they're shitty, like, they do seem to be trying to, like, be popular and yeah. write hits. Um, and like, I mean, write, they got that high off do of like, 15 big ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're like doing production of the era. Like they're not doing their late sixties thing where they're like just doing whatever they want. They yeah. seem to be trying to hit something and they just can't. Um, so in the early eighties, they released a couple more compilation records. Um, yeah. just to, I think CBS probably at this point is doing it, but probably Mike wanted some cash yeah, too with the oversight. So Bruce is like pretty much part of the band at this point, but apparently like in one of the compilation records, they wanted to put like pictures of all the band members inside and they yeah. like vetoed putting Bruce in there. Oh. So like they're just at a weird point where it's like, why wouldn't you bring Bruce in? Like he's produced like three records now and is like helping to put together all your stuff. And I think if Bruce had more money, weird. 
he would have left at that yeah. point been like fuck you guys <laughs> yeah but, probably yeah. i don't know uh, to some degree i don't know obviously much about bruce johnston but he seems like the kind of guy who i feel like he's hanging around because he like senses an opportunity to be like i could like be a big member yeah. of this band like me and mike will lead this band now kind of thing well i mean and, and just basically hangs around until it happens but i don't know wh- what else is he gonna do like mm-hmm. is he gonna go you know try to be like hey you guys know me no i was in the beach boys yeah, yeah. so was everybody yeah <laughs> he's like no but i was like actually in it <laughs> yeah you know who's so, gonna be in the beach boys soon john stamos so yeah it's really not hard to get in the- i could fucking get in the beach boys yeah so that pretty much takes us through like, you know, 80 yeah. to 84 for the Beach Boys. It's a pretty, aside from Brian's first um, breakdown, like in 67, yeah. I would say, like 66, 67, I would say this is probably the most tumultuous period yeah, in their history in terms of just like having no fucking clue what to do, basically. Yeah. That is, um, is bonkers. And just really feeling stranded, except they don't even have, you know, like before they at least had the like, creative energy to be like well we're still a band we're still going to make music whereas here i mean their next record comes out in 85 which isn't ages away but it's far enough away that obviously they weren't feeling that at the moment they weren't like rededicating themselves to recording Ooh, and they're cool not, beach boys music and they're not doing stuff like they were doing in the 60s so mm-hmm. they're i don't think they're necessarily trying to be great musicians they're trying no. to make money yeah. At the, yeah all the 80s beach boys stuff i have to imagine is a cash grab yeah pretty much well, and especially if Mike had to file bankruptcy and stuff. like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's no way it's not just a cash grab. Yeah. Which is, like, shitty to see for, pe- like, because they had two albums ago. It was a great mm-hmm. album. Yeah, I know. And, like, not they, long ago. They Three years ago. They could have hit that. Yeah. Like, they could have stuck with that. They could have mm-hmm. gotten encouraged by the album and be like, yeah, we should make art again. Yeah. But no, they just went. Went the other way with it. They were like, oh, we could make more money again, which yeah. is a, a shitty thing to see that, like, this is, I don't think anybody's ever talked about this, but I think it's just really awful to see artists just, you know, get hooked on drugs and then just need money. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's ever had that thought before. No, I that, don't think that's really no, come up on many. Because they don't really make art after. That's true. Hmm. PJ, that's really a really great point to end on here i think yeah so that has been the first half of the the cool 1980s the super summer 80s baby the keeping the summer alive 80s dude stranger things is said this time oh my god do you think they listen to santa anna wins oh they had to yeah all right they might have well this has been the beach boys boys for this week we'll catch you on the flip side of this gorgeous decade of fun and fun in the summertime super great beach boy stuff yeah all right take care